Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 115. Hello out there, I'm your host Elliot J. O'Neill, and today's a very special podcast, something that we like to call The Second Vignettes of Vignettes. Now, some of you might remember the first Vignettes of Vignettes special that we did in episode 88 of the podcast, but for those that didn't, this is where we review the vignette or anthology episodes of The Simpsons. They're kind of like the Treehouse of Horror episodes, where they tell three separate stories that all share like a thematic element. And as of recording, The Simpsons have done ten episodes in this style. So, because these episodes work fundamentally differently to a standard show, we felt it necessary to do a special podcast that focuses solely on the vignette episodes, much like how we do special podcast for Treehouse of Horror. And as a fun way to match this style, we change the panel lineup for each episode review. So later on in the show, we have a very special guest. Jack Picone from the Worst Episode Ever podcast will be joining myself and Jordan. We're going to review the wettest stories ever told. But first, I'm joined by a classic Simpsons Index lineup of BT, Danny and Jordan, where we review the Simpsons Bible stories. All right, I think I've done enough preamble now. You're all caught up to speed. There is no need for any more descriptions or introductions. Let's get into to it without further delay let's get it started welcoming you to the second vignettes of vignettes and you guys remember the last time we got you one for those and i remember danny we did you the love springfieldian style i remember most of it <laughs> was that one of the ones where you listened back to the podcast was like I know I reviewed it this episode, but I don't remember it. <laughs> it had been a while between... I ha- I have not forgotten the Ramones thing, though. That was great. Yeah. And how much I didn't like, and you did like the fucking Disney dog. Disney dog. What's the Disney dog called? Oh, Aristocats. Lady, Lady the Tramp. <laughs> All of those. It looked good, and the story is fine. They put Goofy in a <sighs> gas chamber. That was very not good. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan, we got you on last time for the fight before Christmas. Yeah, that has the distinction of being the one HD episode that I've seen twice. <laughs> Still very sorry yeah. about that. So that means you've seen Mo go down on Katy Perry twice now. Yes, exactly. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. The conjugal bliss of Papadon human <laughs> oh, sex. Ah, yeah. God, oh. ah. One day your therapist will hear about that. <laughs> yeah. So those were two very ordinary episodes very bad vignette episodes so I thought you know as a treat for you guys who have put up with a lot of bad I'd sort of give you a good one today so just then we covered the teens era episode this was season 10 episode 18 the Simpsons Bible stories first released in April of 99 it was directed by Nancy Cruz her first directing credit for the Simpsons and it was written by and in order of the segments Tim Long Larry Doyle and Matt Selman in this episode you know this one this is almost a classic era episode it's mm. the Simpsons Bible stories guys yep. what'd you think it's some fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wasn't as good as I remembered or as bad as I was worried about. Yeah. Sat somewhere in the cozy middle. Yeah, somewhere was, in was, the middle. It was one of those ones where when the classic lines came along, instead of like a laugh, I was more of a, mm-hmm, ah, yes. Yeah. Which, oh, I yeah. remember that one. I have quoted that verbatim over <laughs> the years. I recollect this line. Hmm. <laughs> I agree with you. It wasn't as good as I remember it being. There's certainly a lot of memorable moments in it. So we don't structure the questionnaire normally around these vignettes because the episodes do function pretty differently. So we're doing an abbreviated questionnaire today. But yeah, first of all, uh, the framework. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, quick, simple, effective. That's it. Made sense. It's a great way to set up a bunch of different episodes. It's the dream sequence. 
I feel like they've done a vignette episode where it's just like they're all asleep in the house and it focuses on in, on each one's dream within their own bedroom. It's the same thing, right? It's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This like had the, the dream uh, house of horror. This had the yeah. added context of all being you know biblical stories. Yeah, and yeah. Then stylistically a bit different. And then a nice little framework with the heat and whatever driving yeah. everybody to be more tired. I do really like the melting Easter bunny. Yeah, yeah. great follow like, yeah. on gag. Yeah. Great way to show the passage of time. And yeah, and just how just uncomfortable it is. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's looking a little bit more disheveled as well as the time goes on. Yeah, and fucking Flanders makes him turn off the fans. Yeah, pretty. Uh, I really like them. Lovejoy's like trail on gags. The yeah. great drill of Hesbathia. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Into the rock of injustice. Boring. Yeah. Boring. God can't hold a grudge, right? And forever and ever. ever, and ever. And page turn. And, and ever. ever. And his finger moves as he's counting the words. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of years later we get the Garth Morangi yeah. joke. Blood. 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 <laughs> and bits of sick. sick. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite gags from this as well is when Bart's falling asleep and like Marge's hair like flops down and he yep. uses it as a pillow. It looks so comfy. It, it does. Yep. Hair is not uh, comfy. It gets up your nose and your eyes. Oh, you're... it's not. But the fictionalized cartoon version is. It's like clouds. They're, yeah. you know, you put your arm through them, but in cartoons, yeah. they're marshmallows. Cartoon yeah. clouds. Yeah, we better move on from the framework anyway. But there is a little bit more to talk about it, but I think would be appropriate to talk about it at the end i can go okay so the first fantasy marge adam and eve the garden of eden thoughts Which i wrote homer and marge or eve ah nice. it was not good and they only get worse from here <laughs> <laughs> mm. i feel mm. like this is maybe the most iconic for some reason for yeah. me homer and marge as adam and eve yeah. yeah i feel like you know like the flanders god arm with the sweater and stuff yeah. like i'm like yeah, yeah yeah like this is the one i remember best out of the three i feel yeah my biggest takeaway from this in terms of quotes is definitely the sassy pig yeah oh mm. <laughs> i, I <laughs> love food pig <laughs> today i'm offering mouth-watering pork ribs tuck in then <laughs> the foley on him reaching in and like yeah. snapping off it's the ribs horrible it's just like only oh, gave one whole rib and still standing while aren't we the plucky one yeah <laughs> that's that's the plucky one. <laughs> what a bitch <laughs> like the idea that god was just tired of his sass so that's why pigs are mute now yeah <laughs> good morning homer more bacon for you then I want someone to ask that to me every morning, especially while dispensing it from their own body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, poor little Gary, the unicorn. Yeah. Oh, what have they done to you, Gary? Is yeah. yeah, and yeah, he died just outside the Garden of Eden. Oh, if only they pushed him back in yeah. before. Oh, well, okay. that's why we don't have unicorns, I suppose. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. It had some of my favorite gags as well, and also some of my favorite playing with the old story. Yeah, th I'm stunned this is a Tim Long. Like, mm. that redeems like a 1% of his billions and billions of debt. <laughs> but, uh... He's still in the negative percentage. Oh, yeah. But hey, it, it's slowly coming back. He's like the Christopher Scase of <laughs> Simpsons writing credit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just taken everything away. I always remembered Homer high diving off the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> that sticks with me. Oh, he gets a lot of back injuries in this yeah. thing. Well, he didn't get one then, because no. still inside the Garden of Eden. It's still got that great Foley splattering yeah. sound effect. Mm. Like, ooh. He really hits those rocks with a... Oh, yeah. 
Oh, the this whack. must be that pain thing I heard about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely pain. <laughs> but yeah, some great little quick one-liners. Looking through it, I think this one is just the strength of its one-liner. It just kind of swings from one of those to the other. Because yeah. plot-wise, there's not a lot going on, but it's also a vignette. You don't have a lot of time to really get into anything. Yeah. you got stuff yeah. like, I really like, well, some general interest magazines would be nice. Yeah. It's just people. It's just <laughs> those <them>. two, <laughs> the only people. And yeah, yeah you can. And it's in a stack, and they're all yeah. in the same color. So you can tell, it's just <laughs> it's the same, same episode. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And yeah, I like the casting as well. You know, not much casting to do but yeah Flanders is God and Snake is Snake Snake yeah. is Snake it makes Gee. perfect sense how long did they take to come up with that one do you think <laughs> they talked him long hey. oh, I was looking at yep. Snake's face though and I'm like kind of looks like Mo but then I realised that yeah Snake and Mo kind of have that same like yeah. just ugly upper lip kind of region Ooh, yeah. new conspiracy yeah. Snake and Mo are brothers yes watch this space no yep. Snake and Mo are the same person <sighs> have you ever seen them in set yeah you yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of times <laughs> yeah stuff like wow you're pretty uptight for a naked chick yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. quoted that myself but yeah I like how this story as well really paints how unfair the whole fucking story is to Eve well, yeah. what's interesting is this, and yeah, just to get all biblical on shit, that Eve is not responsible for original sin in this version, so there. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, I patriarchy. I feel like they had to do that, almost. Though, I mean, if they wrote the episode today, they would definitely have to kind of mix it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, if they bit. wrote the Bible today, <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they would yeah. not get along with that. Yeah, a, a they would get with that. censored the fuck out. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Homer is a jerk mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Jerk-ass Adam? Yeah, jerk-ass Adam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the original mansplainer. Burn. Oh, God. What's the space? We'll prove that too. Yeah, anything else to say about the Adam and Eve section? Land monster. Yeah. And this yeah. will really spice up those pies I've been making. <laughs> oh, well, what yeah. do you call that thing up in the branches? Branch monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. And spicing up those pies. So she's been making empty pies. Or just <laughs> pies with just more pie inside, but no feeling. It's <laughs> just all crust. It's crust. crust pie. Or like grass. Oh, God. <laughs> or I guess pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty I was going to say the, the mink massage bit. Oh, that looked the, good. The I didn't say stop, I feel, is a joke they've done oh, before. Yeah. Oh, the, it never times. stop in the middle of a hoedown. Well, I was yeah. thinking about that, but I was thinking I feel like there's a, I didn't say stop, like in another classic-y episode. But. Yeah, it's a tropey joke that they fall back on. It's like, oh, I'm in pain. I didn't say stop. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that mm. took away some of the impact of the line, but... Having said that, a mink massage looks fucking excellent. Oh, it yeah, does. absolutely. There's mentioned to Applegate as well, and I'm like, did they know <laughs> today that every scandal would, would be called Gate? Yeah. yeah. I think they, because even by then, I think we'd had a couple yeah. of Gates yeah, probably post Watergate. So. Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> That's Gates Gate. Mm. Not to be confused with his gate, which is a lovely gate. Mm. Oh, my, yes. It's so smooth. It's like he's walking on air. Oh, that's a Gate Gate joke. That's pretty good. Points to this guy. Uh, okay, we're taking points now. Okay, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, uh, Jordan won. You're winning. Hooray! <laughs> <All right. laughs> 102 right. podcasts, and we finally have a winner. There's 300 <laughs> rounds to go. Yeah. Uh, another line I liked was Homer going, I love you more than the butterscotch pond or the porno bush. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what's in the porno bush yeah. if Eve's the only girl and she's just been invented. What's um, a porno of? Is pit- it just porno of Adam? Pictures yeah. of hands. It's what Flanders would think is sexy. (laughs) Oh. All right. uh, And last line I have to mention is, should we really be eating this? Well, no, madam. One of the dinosaurs ate one, and that was the last of... Yeah. Yeah, I really... uh, The pig was MVP for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most valuable pig. Definitely (laughs) carried the plot. Mm. I feel like the problem with my churchy episodes like this is that everyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's such Mm. a well-established storyline that there's very little they can do to not feel like we're just watching it play out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, at least they shook it up a little bit. With, yeah, um, they did. Know. They did. They had, like, Homer being at fault and mm-hmm. Eve toiling away, getting busted back in. And, nah, 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 nah. But, you know, essentially, you you sort of know what's going to go on, right? It's still yeah. the Bible There's story. There's very little they can do to how we get there, though. I, I guess so. You're there for the ride. It's not the destination. It's the journey. And maybe that's why they chose to change it up so much rather than trying to make a joke out of what the actual story is. Mm. Oh, there's dog farts all over me. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. once again, our fifth guest, our most special guest. Let's hold a microphone up to her butt. <laughs> Bella Poodle, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say something, Bell? Good work, Bell? Our little one-eyed poodle friend coming back again, mm-hmm. podcasting as well as she knows how. By taking a nap. Better than farting, all of us. And <laughs> farting on Danny. <laughs> but I do get what you're saying because like, I always remember as a kid where you'd watch cartoons and they do like these, let's listen to some history stories. Like, yeah. you know, watching yeah. a widget, the World Watcher or something. And they go through the, the classic tale, the Napoleon, the Hercules, the, the Goliath. Watched, Goliath. You watched a lot of Wishbone, didn't you? Well, yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. But yeah, I don't feel like this one so much, but definitely later Simpsons vignette anthology episodes do just feel like they're going they just, through the motions. Yeah, they just hit the beats of whatever story it is. It's like, ah, that's enough, bye. Yeah, mm. whereas this mm. one, like, I really like the production on this one. That's, like, going to be big points for me going into mm. rank this thing is that it looks great. Yeah, the redesign of each character looks really good. Yeah. 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 And they've added in a lot of like little quirky, jokey things like moving on to the next segment, Lisa's dreaming of the Moses tale. Like just that first establishing shot with all the kids and they're, mm. they're dressed up as the... The Israelites. The Israelites. I wrote down Milzus. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Hey. Uh, yeah. You're in a roll today. I told you it got worse. But yeah, in that opening shot where they're all playing on the play equipment. I quite like the play equipment. Yeah, yeah. all Egyptian themed. Yeah, there was an obelisk tetherball. Yep. Yeah, I did like I liked the um, pyramid jungle seesaw, gym yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah, and the seesaw. seesaw. Yeah. And the snake slide yeah. as well. It was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I reckon this was probably my favorite segment out of the three. Yeah. I was it? Yeah. I mean, that feels like a question mark. Are you asking us if that was your favorite episode? I'm trailing off to one of you will pick up the conversation <laughs> ball and play I, with it for a while. I absolutely think this is probably yeah the best one because the design looks really good. The story has enough momentum and adventure to it. Mm. It is mm. a little weird now that we're talking about it that Lisa is not the main character in her own dream sequence. But then I've had dreams like that. so That would have actually been a lot better to see a gender-flipped Moses. And I actually kind of really like Skinner as the Pharaoh bad guy in this one. It, I it makes loved, sense. Yeah. Skinner was great. Yeah, he's the authority figure in their lives so naturally he becomes the authority figure in the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has some great lines in this one. That just that calm, steady monotone of his. Yeah, yeah. I love the casting in this one, and as Definitely. well having Police Chief Wiggum and the rest of the police as his his police, his goons, <laughs> his henchmen, and his police. I had goons. His police are the police. <laughs> but who and will police the police? <laughs> and Slave Driver Willie as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good one. Oh, he noticed my lashing. <laughs> yep. Put away the encouragement whip and get the cruel whip. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the Omni Lash, boys. Yeah, that's snapback. <laughs> yeah, they're kicking back like, yeah, guys watching someone use a barbecue tool yeah. or whatever blokes do. Casting really made sense. The police were really in character. It really felt natural for them. Yeah. I wonder if it was because the fact that this probably had the most characters of any of the three segments. And yeah. it, it had more variety in that respect. Yeah. And I think it also has, probably has its cleverest jokes as well. Like, I really love... All right, read that back, Miss Krabappel. It's like, bird, bird, pyramid, giant eye, bird. Mm. Mm, good. Bird, cat head, cat head, cat head. Guy doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Krabapatra 
as well. Oh, that was it. Oh, very, very clever. I also really like eh, slave labor. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. such a good scene as, like, he presses the button. Oh, this will help us escape. Guy with spikes drawn on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clearly. Spiking through Clearly him. spiky pit. Yeah. And to stop it, he's like, oh, and pressing it. Pressing like, it more. <laughs> yeah, you press it twice to retract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as better as it would have been if Lisa was the Moses in this story, I did like Milhouse as, like, the reluctant leader. Yeah, I think that's the reason why you have it. So you can have lines where he's like, screw it, I'm converting. <laughs> Yeah. Save us, mighty raw. And I really like, oh, so now they're my people. Yeah. <laughs> this gets weirdly lumped with the responsibility. Uh, when like she pushes him up to Principal Skinner and he's like, uh, let my people go. <laughs> let your people go. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, in all the tellings of the Bibles, it's always let my people go. Yeah. Like, it would let never let be. My people go. Please let me go. <laughs> um, if you wouldn't mind, I was Just thinking if it wouldn't be a huge inconvenience. <laughs> Could you let my people go? Just the thought, you know, no bad ideas in brainstorming. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting kind of the way they looked at how could these plagues have really happened, possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure I agreed with their solutions exactly, but I was quite taken that they were running with it, you know? Frogs in through the ceiling, the toilet flush thing. Yeah. um, Waiting for Jordan to bring it up in an anal corner. That's fine. That's not how irrigation worked in that era. Well, I mean, yeah, there was no cistern, but that's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, I've got other irrigation. I'm really so that one goes, so you know my anal corner is going to be really petty. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and also in this one, I really like there's a quick, well, I'd say background reference, but it's actually in the foreground. There's the Orb of Osiris that shows yeah. up in that uh, museum episode with Lisa. Mm. Yeah, so season yeah. in the pyramid. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, yeah it's, again, it's a, it's a quick there. little visual reference. Didn't need to be there. Glad to say it. Yeah, exactly. And also, I loved how it played with the story of the Bible, you know, dropping the frogs in through the roof, and it's like, mm, yeah. these are the juiciest frogs that I've ever gotten. Like, yeah. Ra has blessed Plank, my cruelty. you idiot. There's nothing you can do about it. And yeah. then smash cut to me being thrown into the pyramid. <laughs> Give my regards to the British Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say about this section? But... When he yeah. kind of joins them at the bank, says, Oi, caramba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. I also like when Bart's carving out True Simpson style. He's in detention. He's trying to, uh, yeah. all you can see is a well, a knot, and a D plus face. Uh, I will not deface. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I, yeah. Well, I like he probably has the cleverest jokes in this segment. So. I mean, but yeah, because I was too distracted because they did it in the exact visual style of the Simpsons intro. Yeah. yeah. That you're like, haha, that's a funny joke. Yeah. I mean, contrast that though with the graffiti on the eventual tomb of Skinner's sarcophagus where it just says King, King Butt. Butt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Simple and effective. Nice. With like goofy glasses and a little like. And I, I've buck definitely tooth. quoted, um, hey, Chief, you splash me. Well, no one likes to cry me. You just splash him back. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah. The way they all get like swept up in the flood and suddenly it's a pool party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first few as they pan across are struggling and it's just those, There's like this go- one on the shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can tell one of them playing Marco Polo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was a line that I didn't realize before doing my research for this. When Bart gets thrown in prison and he mm-hmm. goes, the burning bush told us. Yep. And Bart says, no, the bush set me up. This is a reference to the 1990 arrest of Marion Barry, who I think is referenced in another episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, sounds right. Where he was arrested for crack cocaine and he was quoted as saying, no, the bitch set me up. Oh. Well, there we go. The surprise double reference. Oh, jeez. Burning yeah, bush wow. and bitches. Did you pick up on that yourself? No. Oh, my God. Research. Actually, question. If the burning bush is supposed to be God. God's mouthpiece, yep. 
Why did it rat out Bart to the Egyptians? Well, Bart's not Moses. So they all didn't get no, punished for his... Uh, but he's one of his people. Yeah, but he's also a bit of a jerk. Let's research more. <laughs> Indeed. Quotes, uh, things I want to mention about this bit before we move on? Just 40 years of wandering the desert. <laughs> and but after that, it'll be okay, right? Uh, hey, is that manna? Yeah. What's that? What's that? So in Exodus, uh, the Israelites survived by God would have a bird fly low carrying manna, which was like some kind of bread. Oh. They'd catch it and eat it and occasionally eat the bird. Green potion. Sense. MP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I thought it was a secret. And it's usually yeah, blue. No, I like the reference. Yeah. <laughs> depends what game uh, you're playing. It depends which yeah. game you're playing. Yeah, Health true. is red. Green is blue. Oh, green is manner. Green is blue. Up is down. Cats are <laughs> Health dogs. Is red. Green is blue. <laughs> Video um, games are great. Uh, there's also, um, I want this toilet clean enough to eat off it because uh, nearly lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. That's a great bit. Yeah. yeah, and I think all just landed in the delivery room. And hurry up. It's almost lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's mm. that little hint of desperation. Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, suffering sarcophagus. Hey, <laughs> that was a good one. I like the fact that they have slaves. But they give them time off to just have like yeah. a little bit of recreation now and then. They built yeah. the playground. Surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Some good you know, slave good humor. Ethic. Not yeah. all slave owners. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we're cutting that part out. And the final segment of this bit. You missed one. What did I miss? Well, I wrote down how this is Homalon for King Solomon and Homer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, well done. <laughs> oh, Again, yeah. There was, was a t- mini segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Homer's King Solomon. I mean, who has the one thing to say about it? The pie shall be cut in two, <laughs> and each man shall receive death. That's uh, the perfect <laughs> the perfect Homer dream in capsulate. Yeah. And then also how quickly it just goes off the rails into yeah. it was Jesus versus the taxi driver <laughs> yeah. in court. That's a uh, check a chariot. Checker chariots, yeah, checker taxis. Oh, <laughs> I like how he's just got that Manila folder that he's like evening out the paper with, and yeah. just says, "My accent." Oh, I'm ready. For yeah, this. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> fucking perfect. A little bit of people's court theme, yeah. and yeah, really quick bit. I think I'm going to say that that was my favorite of the vignettes. <laughs> it is really beautifully succinct and funny, yeah. That's it. It's short enough that there's nothing that could go wrong with it, you know? And it's hard to tell because it's been so long since the first time I've seen this, but that it would have been such a great misdirect. You think it's going to be this whole thing, yeah. and now it's just this one yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me as well, the fact that everyone else's dreams was like so elaborate and informed by the source material. Yeah. I like how his just has one thing from it. Yeah. And then yeah. Especially because Solomon was supposed to be, you know, the wise mm-hmm. and, you know, was yeah. this amazing like arbitrator essentially. Oh, it's the Bible. They're all the wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really feel like, I really like that mo. It's the moment from TV. From TV where you look over and the guy you've been talking to suddenly hasn't got any pants on and his hat's an umbrella and you're like, oh, I'm dreaming, aren't I? <laughs> it's all a dream. Afraid so, waka waka, honk. <laughs> and then the last section, Bart versus Goliath 2. Yeah, this was fun. This was my favorite part. Yeah. I know I just said that about the last part, but I mean of the, the, the bigger vignettes. But yeah, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, Jordan. Yeah, it's a small cast in this one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's really only, yeah, Ralph and, you know. Yeah, I mean. Ralph Nelson uh, and Ralph Bart. is yep. great. Yeah. The fucking, the innocent. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's up to me, Ralph to say. <sighs> <laughs> Excellent smash cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his gravestone means he was five years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Poor Ralph. Ralph, I thought you were dead. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, not so poor. He made it out. Yeah. And he killed Goliath, too. Yeah, man. It was, he did, oh, Commissioner Gordon in The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he got Sniped it. from behind. 
Yeah, I really like all the '80s action movie homage through it. It was yeah. really yeah. like yeah, to frame the up. whole thing as an '80s action movie. Yeah, for sure. And just really like, get ready to meet the first action hero. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, winner takes all by Sammy Hagar. I was playing during yeah. the montage. The sheep helping with the training montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like holding his feet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. When Abe walks in, Methuselah, Methuselah Abe walks in with the knife in his back. It's like, what? I already slew him. I slew him good. He goes. It was his son, Goliath too. Goliath yeah. too. <laughs> he dies There's very no suddenly. no way that fucking giant Goliath fit that teeny knife into Abe's back. Yeah, no. How the hell did that happen? But he it's threw like, it. that's such an action <laughs> movie sequel moment, oh, isn't yeah. it? Everything's oh, good. Yeah. No, it was his son, Goliath too. Yeah. I, I do want to bring up a small Jonathan <gasps> Uh Because Superman smokes good, Bart smokes well. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, David. I love you because you kill people. Yeah. All right. And Get yourself a new hero, kid. I'm all washed <laughs> up. Oh, that was glorious. And glorious I've said that to people that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's James Earl Ralph. Oh, I love you because you killed people. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I really liked Goliath 2's hair when he rises up in mm. the in the like yeah, it's curled in a devil. Yeah, oh, a round um, two boss fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like because it's like the Chernobog thing because Chernobog they play thing. the they play Fantasia music mm. over the back of it and everything. It was really cool that like and play. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not. Fantasia I like that he music, stands it's... there with his mouth open long enough for Bart to get yeah. his one liner before he throws yeah. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so eighties movie. Hope it doesn't give you heartburn. <laughs> Oh, so the blast that failed to kill me surely killed the giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was a really great story. And, like, now that I think about it, it feels like they managed to fit in a lot of story for this little seven minute bit. Yeah, definitely. There's... Yeah, you had the cocky hero thinking he's going to. Oh, yeah. Just, just waltz in. Oh, you know, it's like Goliath. Give a little stay in school. Yada, yada, yada. I got to believe in yourself. Didn't even prepare a rock. Yeah. And his dog was like, I don't know, Davey. You've gotten pretty <laughs> fat there, Davey. <laughs> And a reference to the popular Christian children's cartoon, Davy and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Although you could really tell it was Homer there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but who cares? See you later, Davy. It was a talking dog. What do you want? <laughs> what more do you want, Elliot? A talking coyote. <laughs> You'll have to wait a couple of seconds. You're going to have to dig up Johnny Cash then. <laughs> Why do your plans always involve digging up Johnny Cash? <laughs> Why don't you more of yours? What about the great bit with the grappling hook just keeps pulling down security guards? <laughs> And yeah. like two guards in, he's just like, hmm, well, I can't try this a third gonna... time. I'm going to run out of guards. <laughs> yeah, and I loved in that moment as well how he threw out the giant corn, and that's how Bart scaled the yeah. um, the Leaning Tower yeah. of Pisa with yeah. the giant corn. Tower of Babel. Get it right. No, because it was leaning. Yeah, well, no, it's just the perspective. <laughs> no, David and Goliath took place in Italy. <laughs> oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> I think they must have used marshmallows instead of stones, just looking at how easily, easily he, he's yeah. thunked the corn into there. Because they weren't metal, they were like plastic. Well, they didn't have plastic back then, Jordan. Remember, Get it well, right. In, they obviously did. Daniel's did you, Corner. Did you see the source material? <laughs> he had plastic. Daniel's Aiden Corner! <laughs> yeah. I'm Danny Samuel Corner. Look, they, <laughs> they just didn't build stones that hard back then. Yeah. I was also thinking quite a lot about how big is that fucking tower if the giant is at the top of it. Yeah. Mm. Like a gi- giant's distance to the top. The giant is big enough that someone's crown fits on his finger. So. Also big enough that he was eating that whale with his fingers, and that whale was big enough to be finger-sized in the tower, yeah. in the thing. Yeah. That was then as wide as the tower when it got to the bottom. Oh, we didn't see the edge. You know, the tower might go back further than it looks. Yeah, okay. But that tower has to be like fucking Westfield's big. You know, it has to be fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. suburban big. 
supposed to be, you know, Natural History Museum big. Robert wow. Wadlow big. When it exploded and, and when Bart is on the top of the thing and it's on fire. And yep. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me for some reason. I'm like, that's like, you know, when you fight Bowser in Mario yeah. 64. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think when you said, yeah, second boss fight, that was so right. Oh, totally, man. That is the action movie cliche, though. Just when you think the bad guy's dead yeah. and you're standing there in the smoking ruins posing cool. Uh, you hear this. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah, Nelson like looks like through. <laughs> he looks like Hitachi from Tekken in that moment as well. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. And then yeah, player mm. two enters the game. Fucking Ralph, yeah. <laughs> Do you say Hitachi? Is it Hihachi? Hi, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Hitachi, like the like electronics. The I'm always fucking that up. Yeah, that's right. Any other notes from this section? Yes. Mm. You're going away for Mega Sai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's <laughs> your Messiah now? Yeah. I thought that was like, especially when I was a kid, I thought that was a really great twist. Oh, Goliath has been the best king we've ever had. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. invented roads and hospitals. We call him Goliath, the fucking wonderful consensus builder. The consensus <laughs> builder. Oh my god. But it's good because it also probably paints a picture of David how like he was so cocky at the start oh and yeah and just so focused on revenge yeah he's a violent hero that took the crown <laughs> I was about to say you saw him at the start and he's got like Sherry and Terry with yeah. like the veils over and like feeding him grapes yeah. and shit yeah power's gone to his head he's gotten fat and slothful in his mm. decadence and yeah just ending with that big like wailing guitar solo uh, as well yeah, and, like, <laughs> yeah you're this right. has it's... been a Bart Simpson dream <laughs> <laughs> like oh. yeah any other notes from this section? Well, I'm not saying Jezebel is easy, but before she moved to Sodom, it was known for its pottery. <laughs> hey <a> oh! <laughs> That's a very subtle butt-fucking it's joke, isn't real, it? It's not subtle at all. No. You just got lucky we were young, too young to really get into it. Well, the funny thing is that my history teacher in about year nine or something actually showed this to us because... Yeah, you we need was... an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were studying all these ancient stories at the time, so she felt it apropos and, you know, we got to watch this in class one day. It was fucking excellent. And, nice. yep. you know, discuss the references and things. And, yeah, it was really good. We didn't discuss that one, though. No. <laughs> That's fair. That's like how we convinced our Christian studies teacher to let us watch The Matrix. <laughs> oh, nice. There's, no, yeah. there's, a, there's a symbolism there, isn't yeah. there? Oh, no. it's not subtle at all. Yeah, it's no. completely <laughs> packed in with, <laughs> with Christian symbolism. Oh, is one character called Trinity? Hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the praying mantis has Krusty's voice. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> Even the praying mantis is giving up. That's such good animation. Just keep going. Eh. You know what? I feel like that would be a joke in an age. That's one of those ones where if it was HD, we'd be like, fucking hell. Jesus. Yep. I still say there's a lot of jokes. It depends how much fun you're having at the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Because that's packed it. around some yeah. other stuff, some other fun. I think it w what comes off like We need better. a name for that joke where it's like it only works in good episodes yeah, and it fair. sucks in bad episodes. It's a fair weather joke of some yeah. sort. I think fair weather <laughs> joke bad. pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like it when things are going good, but when they're Fair not. weather funny. It's got to be <laughs> like yeah. F, yeah. yeah. And I liked how Bart like, did the opening credits of it as well. David yeah. vs. G2, yeah. Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, I yeah. loved it. <laughs> Always need a subtitle. And yeah, when they are doing the sheep montage as well, and they've got the little arm wrestle, yep. David wins, and then the sheep just like cutely bites him on the nose. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Great animation. I liked as well the little like intercuts where it was like Tower of Babel, 9.35 a.m. or yes. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun. All right. And the final bit of framework when they all wake up and everyone has left church. Well, it's not the end of the world. Or is it? <laughs> yeah. Boom. Boom. Ba, 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 ba. So this was uh, clearly we don't know how the fuck to end this thing. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. A little bit. <laughs> Like, I guess you... Oh, man, that made its way over here. Yeah, um, dog farts, dude. Dog farts. <laughs> oh, 
God, edit them out in post. We don't can't wish this on our audience. <laughs> this week's Simpsons Index brought to you by Dog Farts. Oh. <laughs> why, why was that our sponsor? <laughs> they paid them. They check cleared. <laughs> Is this like when you tried to video a smell the other day? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be thankful that didn't work. Side story. There's a tree that's been planted in the high school I'm working at called a Corella pear? Cor- a celery pear. A Corelli pear. A Corella pear. And Wikipedia, correctly, I'll say correctly because I was there, Wikipedia lists this tree. Well, the flowers of The it. flowers of this yeah. tree as having a smell that's a cross between rotting fish and semen. Oh, right. And that's exactly right. That's, you were trying Dear to film God. it, though? Well, I, I was, oh, Jesus Christ. You so I took yeah. a photo and I'm like, well, they're not going to tell how that <laughs> smells. So I switched it to the camera, video camera mode. <laughs> you should try the pears, though. They taste incredible. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I'm a bit mixed on this section because I feel like I liked it because, again, I was having fun at the time. It's a big fantasy episode. You can assume that maybe this is Maggie's dream. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, mm, and I think yeah. just it was either this or have them go, oh, we all slept through church. Well, let's go home. Da, da, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know, at least you get some jokes out of this version. I can appreciate it. doesn't really make sense in canon, but eh, it's, it's better than just ending yeah um, well i mean yeah again still led to some good jokes bar are you wearing clean underwear not anymore not anymore very good where do you think you're going missy <laughs> or i just thought about it where you could they wake up yeah and it's homer's just been asleep for like 30 seconds and the sermon is only just starting nice uh, better finish i like yeah. his version better oh uh, no <laughs> oh nuts but then explaining that would be like Oh, isn't he nearly done? Dad, you've only been asleep for 30 seconds. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why is he like Waluigi or something? Or Mario? Everyone should be Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Infinity Wah. <laughs> 32 Waluigis. Ooh. That's a game of Smash that we're going to play when it comes out. No, because they're not making Waluigi a fucking playable we'll character. We'll make a me that it looks like Waluigi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, everyone was asking for Isabel, but not Waluigi. Fuck. Who's Isabel? From Fucking... Animal Crossing. Yeah, they announced her as the most recent character. There's like eight Fire Emblem characters. I don't know four of their names. Oh, like... well, see, so the difference is Roy has a sword. Martha also has a sword. <laughs> Lucina has a sword. Mm-hmm. Is that and... Corinne or something? Corin, she has like a, a magic sword. Uh-huh. Ike. And he's got a big sword. Okay. All you need is Ike. <laughs> All you need is Ike. Ike is all I'll also like joke. I never found true love. I never used those pizza coupons. That yeah. was nice. Yeah. yeah. Felt so sorry for Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Getting raptured away. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> Fucking hell. And that's how rapture rules work. Yeah, if someone stops you even a little. <laughs> yeah. God's like, oh, I guess they belong down there. Then there was um, ooh, I smells like someone's barbecuing. And he runs down you and screams, ah! and you expect, oh gosh, he's just found the horrors of hell. And he's mm. like, oh god. There's pineapple in their coleslaw. <laughs> They're out of hot dogs. Yeah. German potato salad. We had German potato salad this afternoon. That shit yeah. is excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like lemon instead of mayo, and that's fine. But that was still a good one-two switcheroo. You yeah, know, the, yeah. the turnaround yeah. on that the human fine. barbecue, the hellish yeah. barbecue. Yeah, look, and it's a different episode, and especially because this was the first vignette episode that they did, you mm. know, mm. they're having a little fun with the reality of it, and I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. The line of... Hey, why aren't we getting raptured? Oh, that's right. The sins. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that one of the things we hated the most about the 
Valentine's vignettes was that it didn't wrap things up properly. Yeah, but there was actually a story that they had attempted to do of Bart setting the water ride jelly. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was mm. somewhere where that should have gone, where he got... He yeah, should I guess have gotten that into one it. didn't go back to reality yeah. at yeah. all, whereas this one did, and then sort and of... And then kind of slipped into a non-reality, yeah, yeah. which might still all be a dream. Question mark finish. I think we can agree it's not the best way they could have ended the framework, but it worked. Mm. Yeah. All right, so time for a little questionnaire. <gasps> Play count. How many times have you seen this episode before today? Several. Seven? A handful. Yeah, I've seen it once in school and about 50 times elsewhere. <laughs> no, I do really like this episode. Yes or no, would you watch it again? Yes. Oh, I suppose. All right. Yeah, potentially. We're going to watch it again. We might put it in a playlist. What playlist does it go in? Things that shouldn't explode that do. <laughs> I love things that shouldn't explode that do. Yeah. Yeah. What was that for this episode? That was when he throws the oil lamp down. And instead of just like him having a mild discomfort... Nelson Kaboom. just explodes. Yeah. 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 And then still rises from his yeah. grave. Mm-hmm. Homer the thief of fallen yeah. idols. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a biblical Homer. Biblical Homer? Yeah, certainly. Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Yep. Yep. That very specific British voice. So the pig and uh, the guy who steals the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I nicked it when you look at your guard down for that split second. And I do it again. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sassy British playlist. I like yeah, it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Or uh, a boring church playlist as well. Ah, mm, uh, yep, yeah. yep, definitely. Boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> so, BT, what would you like to change? Oh, wow. So, there's just so many things to cover right now, and I don't... None of them immediately spring to mind, I think, which is good. I'm curious what other ways we can take that very ending of the framework. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't think there's a hell of a lot I really would want to change, but that's without going into a solid deep dive on each of them. Alrighty, how about you, Denny? What would you like to change? I'd like to put my finger on the pulse of what it is that I... Because I'm not sure what it is that doesn't quite... Something doesn't sit quite right with me. Maybe I'd kind of like all the dreams to link into each other somehow. Like if they were all part of the same dream world thing and... Mm. I don't really want to see them be like, yeah. oh, hey, what are you doing in my dream? I thought this was my dream. Uh, you know what? No, no. not. I was no. about to I guess, say, I don't think you actually want I don't that. think I do actually want I don't want tell you that. what you want, but I didn't yeah. think I, want I think that. the closest they kind of come with that is because they do kind of go in order of the Bible. Like, they start yeah. at Genesis, yeah. and they go to Exodus, and then, Which you know, ties have, into the framework as well of Reverend Lovejoy reading the book. But even then, it's not, like, quite enough. Mm. I get what you mean, though. How about you, Jordan? What or would you like to change? Just jumping on that, like, even just, like, a recurring character or something. Yeah. God being present and being Flanders the whole time or you know it could be yeah. love joy or something just mm. a, a mm. character mm. No, I was just thinking of that, that Treehouse of Horror where Willie gets killed all the time like yeah. in all three <laughs> yeah I mean they have the voice of the burning bush which could have been the voice of Flanders God, yeah. you know mm. yeah work. it wasn't Flanders it was just was random it? deep voice yeah and yeah as for what I'd change yeah look I think I, I'm sort of feeling the mood there's something that doesn't quite sit well with me I think there is a lot of space in this episode, but I think there's a lot that it does right. So I don't really have any specific moments aside from, yeah, the ending framework. Mm. It's mm. just, you can't ignore it. It is a bit of a what the fuck moment. And especially in this episode where it is still meant to be an anthology fantasy one, but if they are cutting back to reality, oop, there goes gravity. <laughs> I knew someone was going to do it. Mama spaghetti. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, and musical moments. Uh, ACDC's Highway to Hell finishes out the episode. Nice. Apropos, very apt. You sometimes feel like if you're away on holiday, you almost like need to be patriotic. 
and say that like, yeah, ACDC, when someone mentions, oh, you're Australian? Oh, I love like ACDC. You're like, yeah. A little bit, yeah. maybe, I guess. <laughs> Probably not that much. Okay. Or usually you, you do have to like support the drop bears myth and be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah kangaroos fucking everywhere. Oh, we have to I su- mean, oh shit, this is going out to the, to, to the national. We have to not support the drop bears myth. We have to propagate the <laughs> truth of the yes. warning. Uh, Get the message out. Tell the people. <laughs> also, there's like the thing about how everything in Australia is venomous and deadly. And, tra- mm, and that's that's actually true. that's pretty true, though. Yep. So oh, like yeah. uh, Americans, that, that one is legit. Especially Bella, who we've got in the studio at the moment. This is some venomous ass dog yeah. farts, man. <laughs> She's lost an eye, man. Yeah, I died three times on the way to the studio. <laughs> wow, he had an easy day. Yeah. Uphill both ways. <laughs> in the snow and the sun. <laughs> it is time to wrap. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry yeah, can yeah. I do a couple of anal corners? Yes, Come you can. How did the snake cut up the apple and put toothpicks in it <sighs> with no hands? It used the knife monster. Used the tip of its tail. God, Ooh. cut this up for me. Yes. Where to get toothpicks from? <laughs> yeah. When the Red Sea, or the tiny yeah. Red Sea, drinks. Yeah. The temporarily dry sea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where is the sand bank? Because like some people like drowning and like barely swimming, and some people are standing on the shoulders of their friends who they're are the like waist high. They how to swim yet. Uh, they're like half Jesus. Yeah. They can kind you know, of walk on water. You know the baby that tries to do the thing, and then his mom just puts his feet on the floor and oh, yeah. discovers it can walk in the pool? Isn't that a dog? You're a dog. Oh, okay. That's a dog. <laughs> With yeah. smelly dog farts. <laughs> yeah. Smelly. Can you imagine how long that sermon must have been? Because I don't know if you've ever tried oh, to man. read any of the Bible. But it to goes get just from Genesis, the literal beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the way through to Exodus. And then, and that's like... 66 books. Yeah. God, that's a long time. He would have been there for hours and hours and hours reading through all of that. Oh, yeah. It is time to rank <laughs> this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant. But for the good rankings, you got good bronze, great silver, excellent gold. But for the best, the very best, the ones that would get raptured in the event of the apocalypse, you give those episodes cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look, I'm very close to a gold, but I just can't ignore it that uh, this episode did leave me kind of flat. It's still great. Like, it's a very comfortable silver for me. Almost gold. BT. Take it away. I came in on a solid silver. I shifted down a little bit, but I think I'm still sitting on the silver. I think it's just one where, when I remember back to the fond memories, they're not as fond. They're just, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But I think it's just any novelty is kind of worn off a little bit. But it is still a solid episode. It's got some great pacing. There's still some fun jokes. I've definitely quoted it. Yeah, silver from me. Danny? I'm somewhere between a bronze and a participant. I'm... Oh, wow. Hey, man, it's not a wow. I mean, you said a silver. You never give things a silver. You're like Captain QZ, which should really be CZ, I suppose. But you It know. really should be, but we've made the mistake often enough that yeah. fuck everybody I, else. I, I, I thought some of you people, <laughs> I'm not pointing any fingers. It was me. I was like, I'm doing it on purpose now. Oh, no, I never did it on purpose. <laughs> okay. I, I think yeah. Phil started doing it on purpose yeah. or something. It started with you, but then you got uh, called I out. Because I literally just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Q you for know, cubic. Q for cubic. cubic. <laughs> no, uh, but it's geez. phonetically correct, and it, like, it's more evocative of... Q- anyway, yeah. wh- what's your rank, sorry? Yeah, you're Captain QZ, Z, but... Even you were down to silver, which I think the lowest rank you've ever given anything, ever. <laughs> so I'll have to check the files, but I'm pretty sure that's not the case. But go on. I, th- I think you'll find that I'm right. <laughs> Look, I sat down here thinking silver. I was sitting there out there being like, mm, this feels like silver. This is a silvery, silvery, silver. Mm-hmm. But 
now that I'm here saying it out loud, gosh, doesn't feel silver anymore. It doesn't sound right when I say it. That's silver. Fair. It's pewter. Silver. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to give it a bronze because it's better than forgettable. And what I mean by that is that some of the jokes and the one-liners are funny, but I don't think a show should be carried by its yucks. And to me, the story was just background. You know, it was just wash for a couple of funs. Sure. Jordan, finish it off. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, is this a bronze or a silver? But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I don't actually give silver a lot. And this kind of does feel like a, a silver, like, because it's kind of hard to... Silver is the hardest rank for me to give, I think, because yeah. it's just yeah, ranked. Yeah. It, it has no feel. Sorry um, is the hardest word, and silver is the hardest yeah, rank. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy giving it a silver. It's a strange one. There's lines, but, like, I again, I probably won't remember a lot of it. Mm. All right, cool. Well, yeah, three silvers and a bronze, that'll equal a dull silver. We don't actually have that many dull silvers, and it'll be joining mm. other episodes such as The Computer War, Menace Shoes with The Weird Prisoner. Yeah. The Island. The, oh, the yeah. One, the, uh, Strong Arms of the Ma. I think oh, we yeah. did review that together. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I Annoyed Gruntbot, which was just me and you, Beach. I liked it. You were like, Which one was this? Chief Whacker Homer. Uh, yeah, it's got some bits. And Lisa's Five Cats. Uh, uh, yeah, at least five cats, a bit stupid, but uh, yeah. the Chief Knocker Home is not bad. 24 Minutes, which we did a few weeks ago, the 24 parody. I like that one. Yeah, me too. And That's a silver. Solid silver. Yeah, 500 Keys, which is one of my favorite HD era episodes mm-hmm. with the... The Pooter Toots. Yep, the Pooter Toot Ex- Express. Mild, oh, dist- mild tastelessness. Yeah, yeah, that was so silver. Through and through. <laughs> and the Nedliest Catch as well, where Grubbubble yeah. and Ed- Ned- Nedna. Ned, that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's right. I remember you said it was going to be gold, and then I remembered internet ending. Yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was. I was so ready to give it a gold because it is such a it's solid a, episode. Yeah, but and it just it's such a cop out. Banks out on that. Why don't you tell us what to do? <laughs> Delivered like way more hackneyed than that. Seriously. Fuck you guys. I can't hackney any harder than that. <laughs> I'm sure I said it back then, and I'll say it now. Fuck you guys. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the first part of the vignettes. So you guys clear out, and we're going to get a new cast in now for this next one. Oh, well, hi. I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> Go on, then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. I'm going. Just, All right. You know. Well, see you guys later. It- Me and Elliot are going <sighs> to get you ready. You switch off yeah. the mics first. <laughs> you switch off first. <laughs> Go on, Bill. Go fart outside for a bit. Please. <laughs> And welcome back to Vignettes of Vignettes, where we're doing our second segment with Jordan Frost. Hello. And all the way from New York in America, Jack Picone. Hello. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while, and it's just, what, what, what time is it where you guys are? It's 11 a.m. It's uh, not the worst of the couple of times we've done recordings with you. It's been at four in the morning for us. <laughs> yeah, no, you've been a saint recording with for our show, Worst Episode Ever. It's eight o'clock here, Eastern. And it's, what is it? It's March where you guys are? It's January here. I don't, I, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's right in the middle of summer, which means most things are on fire here. Yeah, it's like being in the middle of the blazing hot sun. It seems a little hot in your studio. Yeah. (laughs) Conversely, my heat doesn't work, so I'm actually freezing. That's why I'm layered up right now. It's 55 Fahrenheit. I don't know what that would be in Celsius. Like it's like uh, 10 to 15 degrees C. I think. Jesus. Yeah, it's not fun. It's that bitter New York cold as well. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's my heat's working. If I stick my hand in the the radiator. Uh, but I, I don't call it heat. I call it like warmth. 
It's like, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you there. Yeah. But yeah, so for listeners who don't know, Jack is joining us from the Worst Episode Ever podcast where they look exclusively at the worst episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd see, I think I've said this on our show because uh, we've been lucky enough to have you on twice, although uh, we haven't aired one of them yet. But you guys really came up with the best formula because you, you get to have your cake and also throw it up too. <laughs> like, like, like the, that the, is so fucking apt. <laughs> like, yeah, the other shows, they cover the good, just the good episodes. And while yeah. that's fine, it, you know, you can only say so much good things about The Simpsons before you start repeating yourself. Uh, and we only get to do the bad. I, I love your take. I think you have the best model out of the 3,000 Simpsons podcasts that exist. <laughs> Although the, the good thing about your show is that for every new episode of The Simpsons they release, you get to do another episode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've done the math. I think the way, the, uh, way we're recording now, which went from once a week to once every two weeks to once a month to once every six months, uh, now I think we should be able to wrap up the show uh, if they stop at 700 episodes, we should be able to wrap up around like 2493, 25th century. <laughs> so we'll see. It's good to have long-term goals. <laughs> exactly, <suppose>. exactly. <laughs> Hosted by Jack's Head in a Jar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, today we're doing, we're having a look at the vignette episodes of The Simpsons, and we just watched Season 17, Episode 18, The Wettest Stories Ever Told. First released in April of 06, it was directed by Mike B. Anderson, written by Jeff Westbrook, in this episode. So, yeah, this is a collection of wet stories. <laughs> What a theme. What? Well, who wrote this? I didn't hear M. Night Shyamalan in there because uh, <laughs> well, who picks water as a theme? So, yeah, overall impressions. Jack, what'd you think? Oh, God, overall. I hate to sound like a broken record for my own show, but it, not the best, not the worst. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was a very good episode, but I wasn't actively angry at how bad it was, except for uh, a few specifics we'll probably get into. Yeah. Uh, Jordan? Yeah, when you said it was the wettest stories ever told, I had a really bad feeling. I'm like, no, 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 we've already done the Homer Diaper episode, so this yeah. is not going to be that. <laughs> yeah, it was just groan-worthy, a lot of it. There were some jokes where I just went, oh, come on, guys, you're not even trying anymore. Yeah. No, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I gotta say, it really reeked of the bad things about the teens era. Mm. And while I do agree, it's not actively awful, but eh, yeah, it just sort of existed, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it offered nothing. Again, I, I can see how you can do water-themed vignettes. I, can, I see it, I, and each vignette makes sense. I just, yeah. wh why, why, why does this exist? <laughs> well, yeah, and especially in, you know, in the teens era, they were almost doing these vignette episodes once per season, and then in season 17, they did two. So, yeah, they did this in a Christmas one. So, yeah, they were scraping the belt in the barrel of, for the ideas, and that was only halfway through the run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now they just chew on the barrel, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if the bottom of the barrel had, was a whole nother barrel, yeah. it's the bottom of that barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, getting into the episode, starting with the wraparound so they're at the Captain McAllister's restaurant and they're not getting their food we could probably shoot through the wraparound right now uh, sure yeah what'd you think of that I, it's stupid but I laughed at the octopus with all the knives yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it worked uh, it, it did nothing for me it was just it's, it was very lazy in between the second and third segment I guess they're waiting for their food and they're passing the time by telling these stories to one another. Uh, and yeah. they're, they're actively, they look bored and tired and exhausted and they don't want to be there anymore. And I was just like, me too. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, that is so mean. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was trying to figure out in what scenario are you like, hey, let's trade C stories or like, yeah, I'm going to tell you about the bounty and like, yeah, yeah, yeah we've all saw the movie. We were there or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out why. Oh, I know this story exclusively and you guys haven't heard it yet. So here's yeah. me going into the store. Like, yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's pretty weird that Bard of all people knows mutiny on the bounty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great point, actually. <laughs> And, like, the Halloween stories make sense. You tell each other scary stories. The yeah. tall tales kind of make sense. Uh, you know, Hobo's telling them they're traveling through the country on, on train in a boxcar. Let's tell some Americana stories. Trading stories for sponge baths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever sit around, like, the table waiting for your food and just, like, describe movies to one another? Is that, <laughs> is that an active pastime? So let me tell you about a little boy named Harry Potter. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah recasting ourselves into the role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, why does Harry Potter have a Staten Island accent? I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing where I've seen that done well was in Parks and Rec, where Andy is describing the movies oh, to those yeah. people. <laughs> and like, and then at the end, and they're all like, it's like I've seen it already. Like, you know, that's the yeah. only time I think I've seen that shtick done well. Like yeah, other yeah, times yeah. it's just like, this is so contrived. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in these wraparound segments, like at one point, Captain McAllister's playing basketball to delay it, the food further. And it's like... You couldn't think of anything else. Like, yeah. But he can ball. Like, he dunks on those guys. He's hot. He should be, like, hustling people down at the <laughs> at the courts. <laughs> I, I wrote this line down. I can't remember the setup. Lisa was about to introduce the first vignette. Yeah. Oh, it was about the Mayflower. He confuses prostitutes with Protestants. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, now who's being naive? And I was like, well, nobody called him naive. Yeah, right? yeah. Where, where'd that come from? <laughs> it, I don't know. It just seemed like we call it on our show. We call it first draft writing. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's like, oh, there's a naive joke here. I'll finish it later. And then they don't. And it goes yeah. <laughs> six months later. It's animated. I thought that when she said it. And I'm like, wait, did I miss? I must have missed something. All right. I'll, I'll forget about it because it's probably my fault. My memory. Because it wasn't a good joke in the first place. But yeah, okay, if it didn't happen, then that's just even worse. And also the meta joke of... Homer going, I'll tell the next story, and Marge going, well, let's have Bart tell the second story, because that'll probably be the weakest, and it's, yeah, that's such placeholder dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and it's- yeah, yeah, and haven't we seen that joke before, maybe a Treehouse of Horror? I feel like they've men- mentioned the second being the weakest or the shortest at some point before, I don't know. Yeah, it's not even the, the worst fourth wall breaking joke that they do, because later on in one of them, Mo is like- Oh, that's how we talk. You yeah. Know, that's how, uh, please. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He stops and looks at the camera. Oh, God. Uh, well, that uh. leads us perfectly into the first segment, which <laughs> is titled Mayflower Madman. And yeah, this is the story of the Mayflower going from England to uh, some country. Uh, <laughs> New England. Yeah, uh, does, New England. I, I have many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's hook into um, this one. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I wanted to bring this up with the bounty or with this, but if if you're doing three stories about water, it seems like the Mayflower and the Bounty are roughly the same period. I mean, they're, they're very different yeah. stories. Mm. But when you're doing three from across all of time, basically, to do two, not Renaissance, like, you know, 15th, 16th century wooden ships out at sea. Yeah. It just it seems very similar. And the Mayflower... It's all Puritan jokes, this vignette, and it doesn't really have too much to have to do with being at the sea. I, yeah. I don't know. I just It's not the boatest stories ever told. It's the wettest stories. Like, come <laughs> up with... <laughs> I don't know. I just I, This thought came during the bounty one, but I don't know. This whole segment just seemed like an excuse to do stupid Puritan jokes and, and, and Moat mentioning how they talk funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think for me it was the, the fact that they chose two historical stories to tell, but then one completely fictional one 
about like what's the name of the movie? I can't even remember. The Poseidon, the Poseidon Adventure. Adventure. The Michael does it have Michael Caine? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they chose a, a movie to rip off. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you do three historical ones? Or like you said, like do one from like ancient times. Do like a Roman flotilla or something and then do... Yeah, the first boat or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Poseidon Adventure, I was thinking, could have been the Titanic. Yeah. Because yeah. that is historical and it's a little bit more iconic. Like, I love the Poseidon Adventure. I'm a disaster movie. But yeah. actually, get this. You guys know what a spec script is? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So when I took TV writing in college, this was before YouTube and the whole industry was yep. upended and Netflix and everything. At the time, you were only supposed to write spec scripts of existing shows. You don't write your original pilot. That comes 20 years later into your career. All right. So I was going to do The Simpsons because The Simpsons was my favorite show, and I really struggled with it, so I stopped. I ended up writing an office spec. But The Simpsons one I started writing was called The Simpsiden Adventure, <laughs> and it was a full-length spoof of The Poseidon Adventure. Like wow. I, I did, They went on a cruise and it flipped upside down. I I think I was thinking at the time, like, what's a movie they haven't done yet? <laughs> and then that came out like a year later, and yeah. I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, I wrote that in 2004. Started to write in 2004. It was, it was terrible. I have no business critiquing Simpsons, <laughs> writers, but uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. But yeah, the Poseidon Adventure, I love the Poseidon Adventure, but yeah, I would think the Titanic would be immediately more uh, iconic for them to do. No, absolutely. Um, so the Mayflower one. So Jordan, what's something that stands out to you from this segment? It was the part where... <laughs> Homer kind of jumps aboard the ship and the family just decides to protect him, even though their first impression is he just pushed a bunch of people off the raft the yeah. thing into the water and jumped in and is hiding. He's obviously a criminal. Like, yeah, let's protect him. Like, wh- why? And why? he's also <laughs> praying for their death. And- yeah. Well, I mean, they don't know that, to be fair. But still, it's just like, what? How did this even begin? And then the the love story between him and, and yeah, I was just like, I hate this so much. Can this be over? I hope it has nothing to do with the Mayflower. Yeah, no, exactly. It has nothing to do with that story. Yeah, yeah, like Jack and Rose in the Titanic. Nothing to do with the Titanic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but what bugs me about this section as well, and it's when the Simpsons sort of do these fantasy things, and they sort of mess with the pre-established family structure. Like in this story, Homer isn't actually their dad. It's sort of weird at first. Yeah, who's their dad? It's not Flanders, it's not Moe. Yeah, some dude that looked like fucking Dutch from Red Dead Redemption. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because when they open up the locket and they've got the picture of him, I was going to ask, is that a model that they've used before for anybody? It was a guy with a kind of weird goatee. I didn't know if it was someone they'd used before or if it was a reoccurring character. No, generic old uh, prostitute. I mean, uh, Protestant looking guy. Oh, dear. (laughs) How about you, Jack? What's something that stands out to you from this segment? This comes up later in the next segment as well. But at the very end, they make it to uh, North America and they they meet the uh, Native Americans. Mm. And it's played by Chief Wiggum, I guess because he's the chief. Yeah, uh, I just got yeah. that. And uh, <laughs> terrible. And they're in, uh, for lack lack of a better term, uh, red face. Yeah. yeah. Or like their yellow skin is tinted uh, darker. And then uh, when they play the the Pacific Islanders uh, natives in the next segment, they're also that kind of brownish reddish color. And I was thinking, if this ship docked in Africa. Would Chief Wiggum be in blackface? Oh God! And I would like to think no. So I don't know. It just seems. It's just like just leave it. Look, Homer's not their dad. Chief Wiggum can be white. Yeah, he can be a white Native American. Like, yeah. all right, fine. I think it was also because they called him Wig Gum as yeah. well. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. At least he didn't go how. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been even worse. At least, at least they tempered themselves a little bit. Speaking of tempered, this is just a specific line, but I did like the line where Homer's like, wants to have sex with Marge, and she's like, yeah, my name is Constance Prudence yeah. Temperance, uh, don't sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my nickname is Marge, don't sex. Yeah, all that. Sex, sex won't. Sex, sex won't. won't. I wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, beautifully absurd then, and yeah, really driving home that he isn't getting any until he chokes Bart and she's like, ooh, I got a swoon coming on. Yeah, that's one of the weird things where <laughs> I guess they're trying to make a comment about old style values. You know, you yeah. used to be able to beat your children to death. And it's like, oh, that's a good quality in a man to be able to choke his son till he passes out. You know, that's marriage material. Quality family entertainment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, like Homer choking Bart has sort of become a weird sticking point with mm. The Simpsons for us, especially. And. Yeah, it's one of the things about the show that really doesn't age well. No, no, and, no. It's, I mean, yeah. No, and because it worked at one point, they keep returning to it, and it just gets more and more uncomfortable. Like, you guys did the episode where Homer goes to choke therapy with, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and stuff. Yeah, they do a whole, and Paul, I think Paul Rudd's in yeah. Paul yeah, Rudd's he's Paul a therapist or something, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they really just leaned into the curve there and got all meta about it, and it's it, just forget about it. Just don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's plenty of things from season one and season two that don't fit the sh- what we consider the classic era of the show, and they just kind of forgot about it. That's all. You don't have to do callbacks to it. Yeah. So how about Mo and Marge's relationship in this? Uh, what what'd we think of that? Not not good. Nah. I mean, it's Mo creep all over it. Like he, he, they've done this thing, I guess, in later seasons where he started off being shady and he's just become a real creep and a pest. And yeah. it's just not funny. I don't know how that keeps getting past editing. Yeah. I mean, his jealousy at least drives the story in this one to get Homer drunk, but I, I don't know. It just still felt very pointless. Yeah. And again, it has nothing to do with the Mayflower. It's, no. <laughs> well, this literally could have been any historical or any vignette this could have been the poseidon adventure the, the ship the cruise ship in the 70s could have flipped over and mo wants to have sex with mark <laughs> yeah but it just it was it's completely pointless i have spent years of my life if you add them all together just talking about how much i hate what they've done with mo yeah and this was this is right up that alley it's he at one point even goes yeah yeah and just so you know i'm a bad husband even for these times yeah, yeah. actually i was going to ask you jack because obviously you know, being American, you would have studied or learned about first settlers or the, you know, the Mayflower and, and everything else as part of your childhood. So I guess this is probably resonates more with the American audience than us. You know, we have our own history and everything else like that. So is it even more annoying to you to see this kind of reductionist kind of crap put out about the story? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually wrote in my notes... So we, I don't know much about the Mayflower because I, again, I went to an American educational system <laughs> through the, so it's not, you know, half the country voted for Donald Trump. We don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but what little I know about the Mayflower, again, I, maybe there's something about the Mayflower I forgot about. I don't know, but I don't think there was really, we learned the names of who was on. It was like Miles Standish. I think that was the Flandish joke. Oh, um, right. Uh, that's, yeah, and, I was going like, to ask about and that. we've learned, yeah, I, I know a buddy of mine, I think, is actually a direct descendant of one of like the 13 families that came over. Wow. Oh, wow. So like we, we know the names. They are the ultimate wasps. They're the white Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestants. But that's about it. This was really more a commentary on Puritan culture, which really could have been the first 150 years up until the colonial era yeah. of American history. You know, we, we've seen this in The Witch, the, the horror movie The Witch. Like, the Mayflower is just the first 
sentence in the story. It, this could have taken place in Salem, Massachusetts. It could have taken place in the Virginia colonies. Mm-hmm. You know, you could play with these cliches pretty much anywhere. I, I just, it's, it has nothing to do with water. It's, I, yeah. it, it doesn't belong in this episode. Although I did appreciate there was a joke, I think, at the end. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah because us fundamental Christians will eventually will take over all of America into the 21st century. And, and it's true because uh, <laughs> that is culturally, if not historically, if we don't really know that much about the Mayflower, it, we certainly do have like a weird Puritan culture. Like, I don't even do you guys have blue laws? I doubt it. Like they can't even in New York, which is one of the most liberal parts of the country. You can't sell alcohol on Sunday mornings. Oh, what? wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, because so I used to stock beers in high school as a as a that was my my job. Uh, I mean, I used to stock a deli, and on Sunday mornings I had to tape off the beer fridge, and at noon I could open it. Wow. And then there's dry counties all over the country oh, yeah. where you literally aren't you can't buy alcohol. It's a temperance movement, and it's all all the roots are from the Puritan. You know, we we had prohibition. We yeah, yeah. we outlawed it for 15 years, and that's all based in, in these old school 400 year old Puritan values. I always thought it was funny that the Jack Daniels like distillery was in a dry county. Like I thought, you know. <laughs> Because they have a special dispensation, and like after you do the the tour, because we did one, and you're allowed one thirty mil shot of alcohol, which they split into like three ten mil things, so you can taste like three of the different whiskeys. Yeah, I always thought it was weird because I was like, why in American TV do they always blur out like butt cracks? Like, and I guess it's probably the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they just it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's so, and like the rating system, Hollywood dominates. Uh, I know the ratings in the UK and Australia, we, everybody has different ratings. Mm. And in America, if you have any kind of sex or, or like uh, eroticism, you immediately get rated a lot higher. Whereas you can have really bloody, like disgusting violence, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And, it's, and that's part, it's just, it's all ties into this weird. You know, most people now aren't uh, Puritan Protestants. Yeah, they might be Protestants in name. They're not flogging themselves like Flanders does yeah. in this episode. Jesus Christ, and pouring salt into the wound as well. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, cringed at that moment. Yeah. yeah, but culturally, it's in our DNA. It's so weird. I, I, I don't know. One of the, the most fun things to do is um, you go on INDB and you look at the, I think it's the MPAA, like ratings and the, the warnings, the parental warnings and why they gave it a certain rating. Yeah. And you go to like, Hercules, like the Disney Hercules, and it was like you know throughout the production you can see male nipples, um, <laughs> male, yeah. ma- male presenting nipples. Yeah. I'm like, what, what? Who? What kind of old? Yeah, like waspy person is like going through like, well, that's a nipple. That's ten points. That's ten demerit points. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're such a fucked up country. There, there's actually a bar. Uh, I'm sure this happens a few times, but there's a bar I know of. I don't know where. It's somewhere down south, but it's on. A county line. Half the bar is in a dry county. Half the bar is in a wet county. Weird. So you have to order the drinks. The bar is in the wet part, but the bathroom is in the dry part. So you can't actually bring your pint to the bathroom <laughs> because you would be transporting alcohol over county oh lines. You'd gosh. go to jail. That is so weird that it is even stays. Isn't open. that fun? Yeah, it's so stupid. But <laughs> I don't want to bring my pint into the bathroom anyway, though. Like, I mean, I just think something bad is going to happen if you do that. That's <laughs> knowing. Well, I mean, maybe Sydney and American bars are different, but yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just to wrap up this segment as well, the sure. only other note I had was about the wordplay joke of, oh, look, there's horseplay and roughhousing and horsehousing. It's, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> I mean, there was yeah, like, no, that was... something fun about seeing a horse in a house, but the way it rolled out was this really, uh, uh, see what we did there? 
Yeah, no, I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, no good. Any other notes, Jack? The one line I did like, so he goes, I'm going to call this New England, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But then Willie says, what do you call your foot, new hand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like that part of the joke made me laugh, so I guess the means, uh, the end justified the means there. Yeah, absolutely. It made me laugh, especially because we live in the state of New South Wales, which <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, really, that's the best you could come up yeah. with. You, Jordan? The line that made me cringe was when Homer said, Oh, a widow. Oh, so the codpiece holds no terrors for thee. I'm mm. like, Ugh, why say that? No, Homer was so creepy in this, wanting to touch some elbow and. Imagining her in here in like, you know, the nightgown and things. And okay, we get it. They were, you know, Puritan. Yeah, please stop making those types of jokes now. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what Marge saw in him because, like, Homer and Mo were both being equally creepy in this episode. Yeah, really <laughs> disgusting. I had a couple of um, anal corners, if you, if I may. Oh, Jack, there's a segment on our show because Jordan's <laughs> particularly anally retentive, so yep. when he wants to bring up some of those points, we yell out, Jordan's <laughs> anal corner! My anal corner, yeah. <laughs> I did catch yeah. that on a, on a few I've listened to. <laughs> now I, I thought it meant something yeah, else. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, buy me a drink. Um, the, yeah. Okay, Homer says, oh, I've been driving drunk since I was 12. With what? Horses? Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> I don't think it was called drunk driving back then. It was just called driving. Yeah. <laughs> didn't like that. It's a bit like when Lovejoy is like, oh, bless the sun, which, you know, dries our lips out till they bleed. But it's just like they could have at least had blaring hot animation in the background, but it was just really cloudy. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why didn't they just make it sunny? And have them weary and actually have their chapped lips or so anyway, it doesn't matter. The other <laughs> That's kind of, a great point. The other kind of notes I had were Oh, he's got actual boots instead of just painting his feet. And the sound when he was like flipping his toes around mm. was all wet and disgusting. Yeah. And I hated it. I mean, it is the wettest story yeah. ever told. Yeah, yeah. That was, was the wet the part. Yeah. <laughs> and the bit I didn't like was when Homer is in the stocks and he says, oh, well, someone's going to have to help me pee. And they all look at the Smithers clone. And he goes, what? Oh, they're all looking at me because I've got the keys to the stocks. I'm like, no, don't do that. Just yeah. stop it. Anyway, nah, nah. they do have a few like really 90s old eye-rolly gay jokes in this. Like Homer calls it the gay flower at some point. And, yeah. 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 Super disappointing. 2006 was not that long ago. <laughs> no. But, I, but, <laughs> but still but, you know, so but long it's, ago. It's amazing how far we've come, yeah. but it's amazing how far we hadn't come then. <laughs> it's like we've gone in both directions, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're both worse and better. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Yeah. So the next segment, the wine bar. C W H I N E. Yeah, not great. So yeah, this is the second and most probably the weakest story, the mutiny on the bounty thing. Jack, overall impressions. I, you know, I'm. You guys might disagree. I think this was the. I don't want to say strongest, uh, least weakest. Yeah. <laughs> this is the least weak. The, the, the least, least weakest. This, yeah. Like this one, I, I like everybody had clear motivations. It was it was clear cut. Uh, I mean, they did the exact same thing with the Prince Egypt Moses thing by having the school children represent a whole group. Yeah. It's really have a black and white good guy bad guy situation. But uh, in general, I thought. Maybe it was because of the quickest uh, and most straightforward. I don't even know if I have any jokes I liked from it necessarily. <laughs> but it just, I don't know, this one seemed to bother me the least. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely the quickest. Like, I felt like, oh, wow, they wrapped that up really quickly. How about you, John? Yeah, I, I just realized there was a parallel joke in both the first two stories with the, 
oh, you know, we're on our voyage and only 50% of us have died and they sweep all the bodies off the end. Oh, yeah. And then in this in this one, they say like, oh, well, to punish you, I'm we're getting rid of all your mail from home. And then they kind of sweep it off the side of the ship. Again, I'm like, they just reused the same joke. Like, why? And it wasn't even funny. <laughs> I kind of liked it when he was like, oh, and there were cookies in this package that could only be made by the nicest mothers and Millhouse's dad. But then, then it kind of, they took the second and third bites of that one as well. Yeah. So I actually liked the third part of that joke better than the rest. So Skinner, he's like, oh, wait, my dad's alive? And he goes, no, he died baking. It's all in the letter. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Then, <laughs> it's frozen and away. It, yeah. I wrote a really great pun in my notes. I said, I really like the <laughs> it's all in the letter joke because it had great delivery. Hey, hey. well done. <laughs> all right, we have to leave now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even there was like a moment where they were like pointing, doing a really obvious joke. This is some sort of mutiny on a bounty. Mutiny on a bounty. What have you been smoking? Opium. And I just loved the <laughs> flat delivery of yeah. opium. Yeah. He was, yeah, 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 but yeah, what yeah. else? Yeah. <laughs> so my main problem with this segment is the Tahiti thing felt pretty irrelevant. I think they just had yeah. to because they had to give a reason why the crew wanted to mutiny. Because like, hey, that was amazing. That was great vacation. We had a great fun. I mean, it wasn't as wholesome as they depict there, obviously, the, re- yeah. the real story. But yeah, like they had to give him some reason to be like, you know, this this sucks. We're going back to Tahiti where we're having fun. And I get that. But yeah, it didn't really play much into the, the story and it didn't really add anything either. Not at all. And like they did, yeah, non the nose musical choice of Weezer's Island in the Sun here as well. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, who directed the Zack Snyder? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with the Mutiny on the Bounty story. I know there's been like five films of it, but I, I haven't seen, maybe I saw maybe the Brando one years ago. Is the them going and visiting the natives, is that part of it? I Because I know that happened with Magellan, but I didn't know if, is that why they mutiny? Yeah, I think it was because, I mean, the appalling conditions, and I think they thought the the captain, I, I mean, this is really stretching my history knowledge here, but I think it was, yeah, the captain was treating them poorly and that their mission was kind of doomed to fail. And so they're like, well, fuck it, let's just like strand him somewhere and take the ship and live the high life. And I don't think the ending, like, you know, where they ended up in Antarctica, I don't think that's no, true. No. I think they did crash or ground themselves somewhere. Yeah, uh, I really didn't like the joke, um, any of the material after they ditched Skinner either. Like it felt that was a good ending. I mean, it wasn't a good ending. There was a great place to end when Skinner basically just sinks. I was like, I yeah. thought it was over. Yeah, that would have been a great place because especially when they bring this story in again at the end of the episode with like, the ghost ship. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been fine if they left it open ended. Because especially, yeah, yeah the Skinner Willy thing after they get mutinied, that's probably my favourite part of this segment where Skinner's trying to get Willy to sing a solo round. This is a moment that I remember from first watching the episode and, like, it really tickled me. <laughs> oh, man, the row, row, row you boat. I hated that. That was, oh, that drove, oh, I didn't like it. I did not like that one bit. But he cannot do it. <laughs> I'm only one man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hated like when Skinner was getting the crew to do it, but yeah, when he got Willie to do it, that just tickled yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> and then the bit with the turtle and you call this deep and yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're a terrible person and you don't understand the consequences of your actions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. it was a bit blah. Besides our principles, Willie, I think, is the only one that's in both segments because I thought it was interesting that they went out of their way to use different Springfielders. They, you know, they always for these oh, vignettes, yeah. they always dig deep into their uh, their benches. Yeah, and for the most part, all three segments had different people. I like Lenny and Carl showed up uh, in uh, a bunch of them. 
uh, at least two of them. But for the most part, and it was m- easy to use the school children. That made it a lot easier. But Skinner doesn't appear as a Puritan, which you'd think he would. Yeah. Well, you brought up a good point at the start of this segment, which was this one was casted well. You've already got, yeah, the kids versus Skinner. You know that's going to be a... Recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to be at odds. Whereas, yeah, the first one where it's like they're casting Homer as not Marge's husband is feels weird. Then even in the second one, they cast Homer and Marge as the Tahitians. And I, I feel like even in the thinking about that now, it would have been a good opportunity to have like Helen in the first one as kind of judging the other families even yeah. more along. Because she's the kind of the judgy, bitchy sort. That would have been the perfect iteration of that type of character. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So any other notes about this segment? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love Marge Simpson and I love her line when they first introduced Mutiny and the Bounty and she goes, oh, like the paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's exactly what Marge would say. It's funny because like, in Australia, a bounty is like a candy bar, like mounds. It's it's coconut in <laughs> yeah. chocolate, chocolate essentially. Coconut, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that wouldn't play as much for us, but yeah, it's <laughs> by context you can tell. Yeah, there is mutiny when you get given a bounty at Halloween. Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then one other line I, I did like uh, when they're in Tahiti. There's a guy, they're doing all the cliche, stereotypical tribal stuff, and there's a guy juggling torches. And yeah. I love that he was just like, isn't anybody going to help? But he's not, he's not yeah, juggling. Yeah. He's actually like in a, some kind of ridiculous predicament. Yeah. And they're all just like shrugging like, eh, nah. <laughs> uh, I really didn't like the Easter Island head jokes, though. This doesn't look like me. Sorry, Lord Ugly Face. Yeah. Uh. Really, that critic did it better. Really just lazy. Yeah. Any other notes, Jordan? Yeah, well, I mean, sorry, a couple more anal corners. A couple more anal corners? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all know Easter Island and Tahiti are not the same thing. Like, I was going to ask about yeah. that because I'm not good with geography. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, technically Easter Island is actually part of, like, well, it's owned by a South American country. I don't know which one, though, so oh, I, okay. I'm not going to attempt. It's uh, it's right after Palm Sunday Island. Yeah. The, uh, oh, sorry. It took me like five seconds. I'm so sorry. The um, They've done this before in the um, Simpsons Safari episode where there's like everything in Africa is all just one big yeah. country and they're all down the road from each other. So it's like all Pacific nations are all the same. It doesn't matter whether it's Tahiti or Easter Island or if it's Polynesia or whatever. They're all the same, which is just... I don't know. I get that they're like 90% of our audience isn't going to pick up on that anyway, so who cares? But I care. Yeah. Anyway. Because <laughs> I remember when we did the Australia episode with you, Jack, like, we actually said, yeah, this could have all taken place in Canberra and that makes sense. Whereas, yeah, Simpson Safari, that's all over the place. I mean, yeah, especially for an American audience, uh, like Fiji, Tahiti, Australia, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know where any of them are. <laughs> They're all over there. Yeah. Uh, actually, and I'm guilty of this as well. You guys know about like the Mandela effect and, yeah. Yeah, and like how a lot of people think a true thing is a, f- a false thing is true. A lot of people think that New Zealand is north of Australia. They think that that's what is that Papua New Guinea? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was guilty of this until like a year ago, and I and I was the second runner up in the geography. Group, so. <laughs> hey, you knew PNG, and that is a. I don't think a lot of Australians might know where Papua New Guinea is. So oh, you know, that's uh, that's. Positive. You don't get second runner-up yeah. uh, sitting on your, on your toe. <laughs> the best one of that I ever heard, though, was Greg Miller, who's like a games journalist in the States. He's like in his 30s. Up until like three years ago, he thought New Zealand was in Europe. 
Oh no! Oh boy, <laughs> that's like, old Zealand. He's like, no, but Lord of the Rings it just looks so European. <laughs> Sorry, random yeah. tangent. I yeah, should yeah. have brought this up at the top of the show, but since we're talking about New Zealand and uh, the Australian uh, continent here, I, I brought a Tim Tam to eat for you guys, and I. Uh, oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, and I, I I forgot it at work, so oh, I'll nice. eat it tomorrow. <laughs> Both of my bosses are Australian, so uh, oh nice. So there's there's you... always Tim Tams. Nah, that's not that nice, but you're a lovely people. Yeah. Uh, they might not. Have be. you tried? Vegemite yet? No, never. I never will. Uh, no, maybe I will. I don't know. I tried uh, wheatgrass for the first time today. I almost died. Oh, so. yeah. It's like lawn clippings, yeah. basically. Yeah. It literally, it literally is. Yeah. If you do ever try Vegemite, don't do the thing that people who are not native Australians do, which is like slather it on like peanut butter Super or something. Thick, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's lots of butter and a scraping of Vegemite, and that's all you need. It's just for the, like a little bit of salt. Yeah, it's like Bob Ross when he gets out his knife tool. You just want to scrape. Yeah, it down. exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Ben Lodge watching. <laughs> yeah. A lot of joy with painting. I'll try. I'll try it. It's the name. Yeah. yeah, the name sounds very clinical. And the other thing is, uh, do you drink coffee? I love my coffee. Okay, so with the Tim Tam, you can do the Tim Tam Slam. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we do. Okay, you know what? Okay, great. That's yeah, yeah, we were doing it at work when they were giving it around, but I insist on calling it the Tim Tam Suck because I like making everybody yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And you gotta like make it so that you gotta keep sucking until it gets really crumbly and it's just like all gooey and then you just like shove it in your mouth like a gross wet like yeah biscuit right, so, thing. So we did it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta make someone as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so for the last segment, they call it Watership Down. Watership D apostrophe O H N. Brackets the Neptune Adventure parody of the Poseidon Adventure. Overall impressions. What do we think? They should have called it the Poseido Adventure. Oh, yeah, come on. It's right there. Poseidonoi Grunt Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they could save the watership down. I'm sure that they'll spoof that if they haven't already. Yeah. Um, it was it had probably a few of the most grown groans in the whole episode, I think, for me. Yeah. Just some really terrible jokes that I was like, God, just there's no point to nah. this. Stop it. Nah. I mean, it, sh- it really should have been Titanic. As much as I, again, I love Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Uh, I was nominated mm. for Best Picture Oscar back when the Oscars were very different. <laughs> and as a fan yep. of that movie, Gene Hackman stars in it, and it's 10 survivors that it's pretty the exact same thing. The ship's upside down. They're in the catering hall. They got to climb up to the top of the ship, but it's the bottom. And I thought it was weird that Selma was the Gene Hackman in this situation. <laughs> like she's the one that's like, we've got to get to the top. It's like, really? Selma? All right. All right. All right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> which, yeah. which one is your, is that your favorite, the original, or do you rate the remake as well? I saw the remake. I was not a fan okay. as much as <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Kurt Russell. As much as I love Poseidon, it, it, it's tough, but I think I like the Towering Inferno better yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. my 70s disaster films. Uh, nice. Towering Inferno was one of those like just epic, epic Hollywood movies yeah. where it just had every star in it. It's got Steve McQueen like a, in his 50s. It's got O.J. Simpson, one yeah. of his first roles. Wow. A couple of comedians are in it, like old school vaudeville comedians. It's got It was like the Avengers Infinity War of the uh, 1970s. <laughs> wow, crazy. As far as a parody, though, because I'm not familiar with the Poseidon Adventure. Don't know if you are, Jordan. I, I've seen like the original. That's why I was struggling. I, I said Michael Caine before, and I was way off, and I'm really sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Hackman, Michael <laughs> yeah. Caine. You know. Wait, did you say Michael Caine? I said Michael Caine at first, because I'm like, who is it? Who's the Michael star? Caine starred in the Poseidon Adventure 2, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, that's, maybe that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. That's why, that's, okay. so, you're, so you're right. So, so that's where it's okay. coming from. Beyond the Poseidon. <laughs> Where did they go? <laughs> I mean, is it any better than Poseidon Adventure Dark World? But uh, yeah, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> he plays a uh, like a salvager, and they come across 
the ship the next day. Yeah. And I guess there's no nobody's thought to stay around it. And they go <laughs> in through the hole that Gene Hackman cut out, basically. Right. And they go back in and they find a few more survivors that were in air pockets and stuff. Oh, oh right. okay. Yeah. This is why you get your Poseidon Adventure expert on your show. Yeah. <laughs> so glad we picked this for you. Yeah. There's a very famous scene where they're climbing up the smokestack of the ship upside down. And I think it's Roddy McDowell uh, who plays the waiter. And he, uh, he sacrifices himself or he loses his grip and he falls the way Lenny dies here. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a direct parody of the scene. And I actually did like where at first he's like, up is down, down is up. I'm so confused. And he falls. And it's like, eh. But I like Carl was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that confusing. That delivery got me. Yeah. But as a parody of the Poseidon adventure, do you reckon like it held up as a parody? or It's fairly faithful. It's a pretty faithful. Like, it, the, the writer was definitely a fan of the movie. Yeah. But what does that get you if it's not a... Uh iconic movie and it was iconic but it's kind of not lasted through the test of time whereas titanic was 20 years later and 20 years newer but titanic was much more like why write a parody for an audience that isn't gonna get it like if you do a parody of airplane or space balls in the theater if you like star wars you know you'll go see it if you like airport movies you'll go see it the simpsons you're gonna watch no matter what so if you're parodying something that the audience probably isn't going to get, I feel like you're already starting uh, five feet behind. I don't know. Yeah, they tend to do that a lot. There are some references where it's really niche, and I feel like it's them kind of patting themselves on the back, like other people who are comedy writers who have been doing it for 30 years will get this reference. And there's a way to make it work. Yeah. I didn't know what Citizen Kane was when I was 10 years old. Yeah. But I love all the Citizen Kane gags in, in yeah. most of the Simpsons uh, classic years. And that's because the jokes are inherently funny without that context. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem with this segment is most of the jokes are, yeah, just because Lenny falls to his death, that's not necessarily funny. Even if I recognize, oh, that's that was from the, the movie yeah so i i think it just suffers i think if this had been better written and was more funny and came out in season seven there's a good <laughs> chance we you guys would go i never saw Poseidon adventure but this was great mm-hmm. i mean think of all the treehouse of horror segments you like that are based on segments you didn't see well yeah i mean that's it and it's the sort of things that yeah like you're saying they're inherently funny and when you get older and you do watch those movies they become all the more rewarding because you do see the references and all that sort of stuff and i mean i still haven't seen the shining <laughs> like and, <laughs> all right that's what we doing after this you gotta see the down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is like because this just sort of felt like a weird sketch show to me this one like mm-hmm. was there a family band in the poseidon adventure and is that where the simpsons family band's coming i don't from? think so i don't they would no i don't think so there was two kids but yeah. i think that was more of like a partridge family type of that was the way uh, to get the simpsons okay. together as a unit into the story i don't think there was a there was an old couple this was one of my big grown moments for this episode yeah yeah they didn't really add much i think they were there because because again, it was such a hyper specific parody. Yeah. But Shelley Winters played the woman in the movie, and she was a famous, beautiful uh, young actress. And this was like years after her prime, and it was a big deal that they got her. Same with Steve McQueen in Towering Inferno. They got this classic actress to come back, and you know, it's like when Clint Eastwood does a movie now. Yeah. And then they picked this not even tertiary Springfield character to play the old Jewish man's wife. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that they don't, like, uh, so they need an older Jewish woman. There really aren't any in Springfield, so they <laughs> had to, like, basically come up with a new character. Yeah. And if the gag is supposed to be she's Shelley Winters, Shelley Winters was stunt casting in the movie. So why not do stunt casting here? There's not one guest star in this whole episode. Yeah. And that would have been a perfect, you could have done a same kind of stunt cast. Get somebody who hasn't been in movies in 20 years, like, uh, 
Eva Marie Saint or somebody. And, and maybe it's a budget thing. They don't want a guest star. But there's so many unnecessary guest stars on the show. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, they blew their budget on the three music cues of Weezer. And then in this one, they had, uh, there's got to be a morning after. Yeah. And there was another one that I didn't write down. Alone again, naturally. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there was a guest star. They read the script. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. They tried to get Gene Hackman out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Any other notes about this segment, Chuck? Uh, Burns' capsize pun. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, all <laughs> of the stuff. He's... It was like, well, enjoy your fill of pineapple upside down cake and yeah. apple turnovers. Turnover. and um, oh my... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Luigi falling with the soup. I think I like it, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a couple of jokes like that, right? Like, Krusty's like, oh, look, a, a panning out gag. <laughs> That's good. I'm dead now. Like, yeah. it was like, <sighs> I'd like something about it, but I guess the delivery or something irked me. Yeah, I, yeah. And my biggest yeah. groan of that whole episode, even more so than the, um, for me, the Willy Row, Row, Row Your Boat, but in the similar vein, was Wiggum doing the rumba. Uh, oh, for fuck's that, sake. That, that, yeah. was just, that just stopped the whole train in its tracks. I was just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, this was like the wackiest segment. Like the, I didn't mind the soup and like it falling kind of at the same velocity as him, and he knowing it's going to be in danger. But yeah, but the other parts of it, like Homer saying, "Oh, quickly, get in my mouth to the cake," or like the shark eating the guy and just like sitting there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was all just really wacky, and I didn't like it. Homer doing the Happy New Year, too. That drove oh, me nuts. yeah. What was that there for? That was my worst moment. I'm sorry. I thought it was the same as the Wiggum when I was reading my notes, but that was two different things. Yeah, Homer, what, what does he do? He he just counts down. He's like, oh, it's still Happy New Year. Yeah, because yeah. she's like, Homer, there's so many. There's hundreds of dead people, and you're three, two, what? Uh, stop. Yeah, there was one weird moment with Homer where he's taking an upside-down shit, though. <laughs> yeah, my ass suction is great. I and mean, oh shit, did we lose you? Can you still hear us? Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Uh, there yep, we... yep, there we are. Uh, that joke was so bad that it <laughs> broke uh, Google Hangouts. Yeah. There. Actually, that's one of the ones I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. Well, I just get all Jordan's anal corner about it because yep. I'm like, okay, even if he did manage to hold himself upside down on a toilet. Doesn't mean the shit's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think and of the that. The anal corner is, yeah, that's definitely an anal corner. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's the true meaning. That's the most anal out of the anal corners. Actually, while we're, I just had one other one. Like one the, other. The rope that comic book guy has to go and tie off. That's like three meters of rope. Yeah. Like, or <laughs> 10 yards for our American audience. Uh, 10 feet, sorry. Like, there's no way that's gonna be long enough to reach back to them. Anyway. No, Stupid. that whole comic book guy bit felt unnecessarily drawn out as well. That's from the movie too. That's a direct parody. That's All a direct right. parody. But does he pull out a chicken turkey leg halfway <laughs> through his swim? Oh okay. my god! Didn't no. think so. But, uh, yeah, no. Shelley Winters. They were playing on the fact that she became very overweight. Oh, uh, okay. And in the movie, she was uh, an Olympic swimmer or something. But so she was the only one that could make the swim, even though she was old and, and fat. Yeah. So she dies a very spoiler. She dies a very heroic death. Uh, but so I'm guessing comic book guy because he was he's fat. That's why they picked him. Right. Uh, yeah. Very. I get very lazy parody work. Yeah, see, what we were saying about before, knowing that doesn't improve the joke for me because it's still, no. at the end of the day, it's a lazy fat joke. Yeah, it didn't even make my notes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, there was another bit I hated that was, like, why is this a thing? Like, you just had to get this character in, which was the, oh, no, this great.
grate is locked. And it's like, I'll use my Swiss Army bone. Like, what? Why? Ah, uh, <laughs> sideshow fucking Mel. Started out as one of the greatest characters in The Simpsons that they just overused. Couldn't they? Yep, I mean, yep. if it had been like his bone is actually like a handy little like tool bot like it could open up and there was a swiss army knife or something yeah. in there or lock picking kit or something like why the bone like why unnecessarily wacky it's he has a bone in his head and just gotta get him in the episode and then him doing the whole oh we've been saved and now i'm dying is it the irony oh the irony and i don't think that's no. irony the the bit that <laughs> i screamed into my notebook was just dive in the fucking water it's right beside <laughs> you yeah <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, sideshow fucking Mel, man. So, yeah, my only other note for this section is there was a good joke that I liked and it was kind of a callback to Bart picking all the tiger doors from the Lemon of Troy episode yeah. where they're looking at down the different paths they can take. One's flooded, one's on fire, one's got tigers unnecessarily. Yeah. I like that as a joke. I liked it. Yeah, just because it was like the escalation of like, yeah. oh, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jack? Any other notes for this section? Uh, that's it. I uh, and it's kind of kismet that uh, you guys hadn't seen the movie and I had, and yeah. it goes to show you that our opinions are pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> so if anything, it failed as a parody. Yeah, it's actually amazing. I yeah, I essentially picked this one at random from the other vignettes episodes that we had left. Like, <laughs> uh, how about you, Jordan? Any other notes? Um, not on this section, but do you mind? I forgot to actually say a couple of things about the framework. Yeah, sure. One was that him picking out the wallpaper at the start, that was just an excuse for him to say, Gilligan hat, fish with boobs, like... And then Lisa, you forgot the swordfish. Oh, my life's what... Like, this is just such drag-out bullshit. Yeah. Um, and the last one was about, well, I'll go get food from a nicer restaurant for you. Like, Red Lobster? Not that good. And, like, simultaneously a burn on how bad their food is, but also just Red Lobster is <laughs> terrible as well. So... Yeah. It is? I haven't well, been to it's, one. it's it's, like... Every other kind of chain, I think, in America, applicable. I don't know. You, you probably know more, Jack, about like. <laughs> so no, this, and this I, I defer to you. I've never had red okay. lobster because I, oh, well. uh, I, I don't eat. I don't eat seafood. I've been there oh, okay. once, and I guess from my experience, it's the same level of quality as like. I don't know it's like seafood Applebee's. I guess it's right. like... here's how I see it. I see it as, uh, and I hope you guys. I don't know if you do take offense to this or not. To me, it's the, the level of like Outback Steakhouse. So oh, like, yeah. like I don't think Outback Steakhouse is fine dining. No, but I don't mind when I go to Outback Steakhouse. I have a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I like in the ads those kinds of companies think they're fine dining though. Like the way they shoot, like the steak being glazed with like that brush in slow-mo and like the sauces bubbling on the pots and everything. And like, come on, guys, this is not See, what is going on in your kitchen. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I dropped the ball. Elliot came to New York and I and, uh, got the, uh, the pleasure of meeting him and having drinks. I totally dropped the ball. I should have brought you to Olive Garden. True, authentic yes. Italian eating. <laughs> Hospitaliano. As authentic as Outback Steakhouse is Australian. <laughs> we, should have, we should have done a two. Yeah, we should have gone to Outback yeah. and Olive Garden. And then just shit for three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> I did have one more note. When they do this weird crossover of the segments, which conceptually I like, but I don't think they did anything with. And it just turned into this big gay joke about the bullies. And it was just a really shitty way to end the episode yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't a good joke and especially it wasn't a good place to end the episode like it wasn't going out with a bang or a whimper it was kind of like a wait what and then the credits yeah and it does this weird thing like we saw in love springfieldian style where they don't return to the framework at the end and that's got its own little yeah. level of dissatisfaction yeah did they get to eat or not <laughs> yes or no would you watch this one again no 
No, I mean, it's amazing that I, I saw it when it aired, and it's amazing that this is the first time in, since in 13 years that I've watched it again. So I, I wouldn't go out of my way. No, I'm neither. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, there's nothing for me to want to see again. All right, well, it's time to rank this thing. All right, so Jack, uh, you can kick it off. Where are you ranking this thing? Yeah, in, in my notes I have participant, but uh, discussing it with you guys, I'm almost wondering if it should be a failure, but there's definitely worse episodes. I'll, I'll stick with participant. Yep. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, I was kind of, I was thinking like, is it worthy of a failure? I I don't think it is. It's, there are some bad jokes, but yeah, like, you know, you I mean, you know probably better than most people how bad it can get as well, <laughs> but... <laughs> I have stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that kind of bottom two five percent of Simpsons. It's it's definitely kind of in that low quadrant, but it's just a participant for me. Yeah, I just gotta go with my overall feeling of the episode. And yeah, once we finished, it just left me so flat. Like I was not angry, I wasn't happy. Like actually in talking about it with you guys, I'm like I'm surprised actually at the amount of jokes that I liked, but I still remember the experience of watching it didn't really uh, give me highs or lows. So yeah, I'm going participant as well. Uh, yeah, and that's something me and Dan noticed with uh, when we like we go, oh, you know what? There's more jokes I laughed at than I noticed, but you still it comes down to like three or four. Yeah, yeah. It's not. That, it's not that many. <laughs> yeah. Out of, out of twenty like two minutes of talk, it's it's not a lot. That's like thirty seconds. That's what like less than 5% of the episode that you actually liked. Yeah, and, you know, especially with our format where we watch the new bad ones and then watch the old ones, like, we try and put the episodes through the same filter and it's just objectively true that the classic episodes had just such a high joke ratio. Three jokes a minute, that was their goal. Three jokes a page. Yeah. All right, so that will make this episode a unanimous participant. This will be joining other such episodes as My Fair Laddie, the Groundskeeper Willie musical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it also another unanimous participant, Prankster Rap, where, yeah, Bart goes okay. on tour with 50 Cent and stuff. Yeah, do I still have to clean up poop? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the park. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Simpsorama, where they do the Futurama crossover, which, uh, yeah, that episode is batshit bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, that about does it for the segment. Jack, got some stuff you want to plug for our listeners? For sure. If your audience still has it in them to watch more bad Simpsons episodes, please check out my show, <laughs> Worst Episode Ever. It, that and my other show with Dan from uh, We Studios, 90s Percentile, which is much more talk show-based and loosely related to the 90s. Those can all be found at wepodcast.com, W-E-E-podcast.com. My personal Twitter, is that's usually where I am online. That's at Jackie No Breaks, J-A-C-K-I-E-N. N-O-B-R-A-K-E-S. And if you have a lot of listeners who are into writing and film and TV and stuff, I also do script notes for aspiring writers. And that you can find at my website, mescriptreadgood.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a good website. You could that. never tell that you were a Simpsons fan because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us on the show. And yeah, really glad we could make this work today. Uh, no, 100%. I, I really do love you guys. You know, worst episode ever has been on a lengthy hiatus. Uh, and we're hoping to come back at some point. And we actually do have an episode with you in the bank, Elliot, that I can't wait to get out. We're just waiting to have a few more so we can release like a full season's worth. But I, when I do get to be on my show, I do try to plug you guys as much as possible because I do think your model is great. I think it's for any Simpsons fan should listen to the Simpsons Index. It's, when we started, there was literally one other Simpsons show and they beat us by a week, even though we had recorded about three months earlier because uh, we were oh, sit wow. sitting on those. Yeah. Uh, killed us that we weren't the first. 
But now there's like two dozen of them, and I think most of them, <laughs> for the most part, seem to be the same kind of shtick. And I think you guys stick out, not just because of the gimmick and the premise, but because you know your shit. I'm always odd when I listen to your show because you you go back and you fact check, which is uh, something we never do. Uh, we just <laughs> we just fake news the podcast basically. Uh, it's just like what's what's the name of the dad Gomer? Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, <laughs> I really do think you guys are just put out a solid show, and I I always encourage my listeners to check you guys out. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. And yeah, like worst episode ever was definitely one of the sparks that uh, ignited my idea of this podcast. You know, what if I can watch bad and good episodes <laughs> at the same time? I wish we had uh, thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, actually, the one other Simpsons podcast which we adore and we've worked with a bunch is Pods in the Key of Springfield. Yes, and yes, I haven't, I, I haven't listened to their stuff, but I've been seeing them on social, and they they seem like really cool dudes. Oh, uh, they're fucking hilarious, and their approach is like showing what Simpsons fans become when they grow up into adults. It's not so much like a review show like ours. Like it's more of a PSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, just two funny dudes just riffing. Oh, on I, the I Simpsons, guess, yeah. So, yeah. so it's not really a Simpsons podcast. It's a Simpsons fans podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They very occasionally mention the episodes. Like, <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, me and Dan don't really talk about the Simpsons on our show anymore either. We, <laughs> yeah. do, we, we just do stupid voices and bits. But yeah, no, that's great. Great, like Hemus. <laughs> that's what's great about Simpsons fans is uh, we we already have a kind of cultural intelligence that uh, yeah. that comes with the show. Literally comes mm. from the show. I think a lot of my cultural intelligence comes from the simpsons but it makes it gives us a language we can kind of speak on our own so it is really yeah. cool that shows like ours uh intermingle like that yeah absolutely Okay, well, that does it for the second Vignettes of Vignettes. I want to send a big thank you again to our guests, BT Calloway, Danny Rosewell, Jordan Frost, and Jack Picone. And of course, thank you, dear listener, for listening to our show. We'll return to our regular format next week, where we'll be joined by Maddie Dockrill. And I won't tell you what episodes we'll be reviewing, but I will tell you that we'll be visiting the land of chocolate. <laughs> all right, that's it from me. I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house! Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Take it away, Beach. Where should he take it? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is each episode must come from a different decade. And joining me tonight is the actual host of The Simpsons Index, Elliot J. O'Neill. You stole my bed! You fucking stole my bed! <laughs> Luckily, I'm an orphan owned by the studio. <laughs> we also have Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And Jordan Frost. I'm not. <laughs> Danny Rose Well I thought that was obvious Sorry I thought it was implied He said you were Jordan Frost And you said you're not Also B- minus because you said Rank and review Instead of watch and review I don't say watch and review I say rank and review <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfectly cromulent Is word. it a catch it or a twist? I forget I'm going with twist now Because people keep saying It's not really a catch And they're right But it's just It's like how I say decade It's not what it is It's just a shorthand Because yeah. No no It's actually one of the three Predefined eras that I made up yeah. Mr. Simpson's God. Uh, yeah, I know. My a shit, wizard right? did it. Call <laughs> it a 10 aid, and then they can't argue with you. Well, they can, because the first one is only one to nine. Yeah, but it feels like <laughs> 10 years. Anyway, real intro now. <laughs> Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index. Uh, what do we call it?